All right. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the SVHS podcast. We're back. It's 2019. Film Fest season is over. So I'm back in the studio recording podcasts. Today, we've got a very special guest on, Mr. Tierney. Oh, hello, world. <laughs> That's what I'm supposed to say? Yeah, something okay. like that. Okay, good. And today's topic is going to be the recent fights on campus. And so many. So many. So many fights. Which ones are real? Which ones are fake? You have to see for yourself. <laughs> um, I thought this would be a good topic to have Mr. Tierney on because I feel like he has a good perspective on this as a teacher who is also with it kind of <laughs> that's sad well when do i lose that when am i no longer with it give me uh, five years no because there's teachers that are old that are kind of with it that's true have you seen mr knight on the dance floor uh yes actually <laughs> i saw him swing dancing at the reel a couple years ago it's incredible but i didn't have him as a, i was in middle school then so he's he's he he moves so gracefully it's really impressive. But, yeah. No, I'm here to talk about the fights. The fights. Okay. So <laughs> Sorry to derail you. In case anyone doesn't have any context, in the recent couple weeks on campus, there has been some turbulence. To At least, least. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> First, we got that school shooting threat, uh -huh. which turned out to be nothing. Uh, knock on wood. This isn't real wood, but you can <laughs> knock on that, I guess. Mr. Cheney just knocked on the table. It's got a wood veneer. Yeah, but it's fake wood. It's not real. We'll knock on wood after we leave. Once I find some. Yeah. Hard on this campus. And yeah, and back to back to, back to the story <laughs> is essentially that seemed like it knocked the campus into I wouldn't I won't say chaos, but chaos is the right word to use. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I will say chaos. Um it had a destabilizing effect. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like that Friday that was the day that the Shooting was supposed to happen. Uh, I, I don't know how many people were you were you there that day. I was. I how was. many people? I didn't come to school. I would say less than half, and it had an interesting feedback effect in that the later is a B day. Um, the later classes, uh, there were significantly fewer. So as the day went along, I think well, it was also a Friday. Yeah. Well, and people so that pe happens usually. Well, and people were looking around in their classes and like, oh, I'm in Mr. Tierney's class. Like he didn't do anything today because I only had I'd less than half. So it's like, yeah, let's watch a documentary on something because I can't introduce new content to 10 kids. Yeah. That's what I heard from my classes. Yeah. So like, so by the end of the day, I think my sixth period, I had f six kids show up. Great. That's a full class. Yeah, so that, I mean, typically you'd expect everything to go back to normal after everybody comes back to school the next week, but mm -hmm. that did not seem to be the case. There were, was it Monday or Tuesday the next week, there were seven fights. Tuesday that, was the heavy day. Tuesday, there were, was it seven fights in total or just seven fights at lunch? You know, I don't know the exact numbers. I know, like, actual physical altercations, my, my estimate would be around five. And then they yeah. had some, they had some. There were, I saw two Rochambeau battles. <laughs> there were some Rochambeau battles. That was really funny. Uh -huh. um, not for admin, though. Not funny. Well, yeah, not for admin. <laughs> Actually. Officer Reagan was kind of cheesing the whole time, so I I think he found the humor in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was walking up to the second Rochambeau battle. Wait, was he here? Yeah. At least on Tuesday. Reagan? Oh, what's... I I don't know what his name is. Oh, the new resource Yeah, officer. I guess I just... That's that's what's in my <laughs> I head. I was like, Reagan's working... He's working uh, yeah. some heavy crimes in Santa Rosa right now. All right, well, my bad to the campus police officer. <laughs> I forget your name. Yeah. I, um, 
I totally know his name, and right now I'm blanking on it because I'm in front of a microphone. Officer. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, anyway. it does matter, but... He's a great know. guy, and I, I totally know his name 95% of the time. But I have so many names in my brain that they just fall out. Yeah, I haven't interacted with him, so I don't really know. Great guy. Great guy. And he does... Wouldn't doubt it. And he is cheesing a lot. All right. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen him break up fights, and he is very smiley, so... Very smiley. At least maybe the positivity of his demeanor helps diffuse mm. situations. He's totally positive, and he's totally neutral. He's really good at de-escalating. That's good. You know, I think yeah. I think it's a good model for, you know, policing going forward. I think he's he's the right way to go. Right. So especially on campuses. Especially on campuses, teenagers yeah. come at you hot, man. I had I had one come at me hot, uh, just not too long ago, and it was kind of a weird experience. Because they came at you hot. Yeah. Well, you know, it was somebody who came on the campus and I didn't recognize him, um, and you know, I kind of. I interrogated is the wrong word, but I was kind of wondering who they yeah. were because they looked really upset and angry. And mm. there were some choice words lobbied at me. And the thing was, <laughs> I would say that um, if I could do it over again, I probably wouldn't start the conversation by like, hey, who are you? Because <laughs> I think that set him off. But I do um, that a lot. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it, it just made me uh, um, appreciate a police officer's job. In that most of my 99.9% of my interactions with students are super positive. Right. And when you get one like that, you realize, oh, if you, if you're in law enforcement, like somebody said this once, I went to this wonderful talk that was given by the chief diversity officer at San Diego State. Um, and he was saying that a police officer's best day is your worst day. You know? And I was like, oh, that, that kind of makes sense. They're seeing people when things are going really badly. Yeah. And having experienced that firsthand, man, I would not want to do that. No, I'm, I'm especially not good under pressure, so that would be <laughs> the worst job for me. Yeah, and like conflict too. When somebody is yelling at you and your job is to de-escalate, like just really, and you do that a little bit as a teacher, but not to that level. Yeah. You know? If anybody knows my personality type, they would know that if you start coming at me, I will start getting heated up and yeah. it won't really turn out well for anybody yeah. not physically but just maybe verbally right well and that is an evolutionary response right it's fight or flight yeah so till it takes a long time and a lot of training to overcome that yeah and so that's what police officers have to do so i really appreciate their job and uh and especially in the light of the recent conflicts on campus to have a resource officer who's so who's so chill has pretty been pretty positive yeah yeah and back to the uh the fight in question yes yeah. <laughs> so one question I have is, do you, this is a theory that I've had uh -huh. not really fleshed out because I can't confirm anything of it because it's very theoretical, but do you think that the increased presence of police officers on campus recently because mm -hmm. of the shooting threat and then the all the fights there have been, I've noticed more officers on campus, more cop cars in uh. the parking lot has ca not caused, but given any... Hmm effect to what's been happening yeah no that's a really interesting observation because we did have a heavy um, police presence on thursday when we found out that there was um and to be clear the threat was a past snap that was suggesting that there was a separate threat and it turned out it was investigated by the sheriff's department and by and large what they've discovered is that it was a hoax right yeah however um and i always tell students this you can't even 
you can't even attempt a joke about something like that. It's like saying bomb on yeah. a plane. Nobody nobody finds it funny, and you're going to end up in jail for a little while if you yeah. do, right? So people took it very seriously. We had increased police presence Thursday and, of course, on Friday. Um, and, I, you know, it's a really interesting question. I would say um, I don't have a good answer for that. I would say what I suspect to be the more root cause has more to do with social media than the police presence. Yeah, yeah, probably. You know, I would say there's a couple psychological things that I'm not an expert on, but I just mm-hmm. know the basic, like the basic facts of. Right. Where it's like, since there's this Instagram account now, uh-huh. um, that has been posting the fights. So there's there's the psychological effect where it's if people start seeing something more. Right. The then the more likely it is for someone to uh obviously think about that more and then sometimes in turn do that more. So the fighting. Sure. And then also the administrative response mm-hmm. is there's another um I'll try and cite this in the description of the podcast because I don't have the specifics in front of me, but it's especially effective in children where if you treat someone like they are in a certain role or are expected to do something, they're more likely to do that. So if you treat a child like a criminal yeah. or like a bad person, the more the more likely it is for them to start acting that way. Well, so that sounds like the Stanford prison experiment, right? Yeah. Are especially you familiar with from that? yeah, especially from figures of authority. So like mm-hmm. the administration and the campus right. police officers and all that. True, true. I'm the only counter I would have to that and um again I'm here just as a I'm just here as a normal teacher. I don't, yeah. I don't have an ear to admin, and I know their job is also incredibly difficult. So this yeah. is a little CYA by me. <laughs> but I will say um, that a lot of the more punitive information and handling of um, the altercations was happening well after the kind of crazy day on Tuesday. Yeah. So that's when we started saying, like, hey, if you are caught filming or you're taking part or you're encouraging these fights, that we're going to act really harshly. So, um, but I do understand what you're saying. Like, if you treat somebody as a criminal, they're going to act like a criminal. Yeah. Right. And um, knowing administration personally, I will go on the record and say that they don't do that. that well, yeah, no, I'm not going as deep to say that the administration right. treats the student body as criminals. It's just. Like e- sometimes those press there releases are, can yeah. suggest things. Yeah, like the emails that they sent out were, at least for me as a student and mm-hmm. my parents, like seemed me accusatory. As a student, yeah, seemed yeah. accusatory. Like I mean, obviously in emails like that, they have to do broad strokes. They can't yeah. say like this person, this person, this person. So they have to just say the student body. Right, right, right. And also, I understand why they did that because, like, obviously they don't want fights happening on their campuses. Sure, and. You I mean, know, they have to crack down on stuff like that. Right. And, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm here as a teacher and I can, I mean, my perspective on the whole thing and the reason that why we are taking it so seriously is that, um, you know, most of the teachers here, I would say, really, um, they care about their job. Um, they're passionate about their job or they at least try to be. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes those passions, it's like a Venn diagram. We hope that it crosses with students as much as possible. Right. But sometimes they don't. Um, like I'll get really worked up about fiscal policy and half the class will be asleep. But, you know, it's yeah. important. Um, so we we work hard and we care about our job. So when we show up and, um, you know, our job is reduced to telling people to stop getting in fist fights, <laughs> 
it feels a little degrading and it's yeah. and it's hard because we want to be proud of the job that we do, the school that we work at. And I know for students, like I remember being in high school and just thinking, I hate this place. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to get out of here. It's as, not an uncommon thought. <laughs> I want to get out of here as fast as possible. It's terrible. But as a high schooler, like your experience is transitory, right? <clears throat> and it's sort of like it's baked into being a teenager where we're all sort of pushing the things that um, we held close to us. We have to push them away. Yeah. Right. And school is something that's been with you K through 12. Mm -hmm. And so it totally makes sense that there is a response to <laughs> try to separate or distance yourself from this thing. In, and in a small town, too, I grew up in a very small town. It feels, you know, it feels repetitive. It feels um, it can feel difficult at times to succeed. And it becomes an impediment. It feels like it's an impediment to your success. We as teachers want to, like, be a stepping stone for you. We want you to succeed once you leave. And it's totally natural to push back on that. But when we spend hours planning lessons and thinking about how we can bring content to students and how we can engage them and we care about them deeply, when we go home and somebody pulls us aside like, um, you know, a friend or, or a loved one and they say, hey, isn't it? You know, what uh, What school do you work at? You say, well, I work at Sonoma Valley High. And they go, oh, isn't that where there's all those fights? <laughs> you know, I mean, I was joking. Wasn't that where the riot was? Yeah. That, see, that was, that defined the first, like, four years of my um, my teaching experience. That The class that I first had, they were heavily involved because they were sophomores. And they couldn't leave campus, so they were all there when it was yeah. going down. In class, you know, teaching government and talking about like civil disobedience and protests and like having to address that constantly was tedious, but it also was like informative and a useful teaching tool. These fights are just a bummer, man. <laughs> there's, yeah. just, there's just something about, I mean, I was saying it jokingly, but it's like, oh, I've got, you know, three degrees and $20,000 worth of student loans. And here I am telling freshmen not to film fist fights in the <laughs> in the quad you know it's i'm just, sure a lot of administrators feel the same oh my God, like poor it admin man feels like a waste of their time you should see we're we're very lucky mr mori was a great hire and things were looking a little interesting before we hired him last year mm, i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> well we 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 had some we had some applications and there were some interviews and we didn't find the right candidate mm -hmm. so mr mori kind of appeared out of nowhere and we're like oh please can we? <laughs> so um this has been a crazy year for him to start and yeah <laughs> you think <laughs> so i mean i guess i would throw the question to you like i think social media plays a huge role in these altercations in that it creates like a feedback loop in that Kids get in these fights, they show up on Sonoma fights, which I think has been shut down since then by whoever created it. I kept saying I was going to create a fake student account to get on there, but nobody believed I would be able to do it. You um, wouldn't follow it with your normal account? No, I don't think they would let me add. They wouldn't add I feel me. like they would. It says no snitches right on the top. I'm a guaranteed snitch, man. I always say in my class, snitches get riches. That's how it works. No, <laughs> I can't agree with that. We wrote a benchmark about this in sophomore year. Yeah, they don't get riches. No, they get stitches. <laughs> that was a failed benchmark. I got to talk to the sophomore teachers. That benchmark was awful. <laughs> so Okay, what was the question to me? <laughs> um, well, I'm saying it's this feedback loop, right? So the kids, they get in the fight, people film it, it goes on the account, and because there's, and, you know, students have told me this, I don't agree with it, there's not a lot to do. 
Oh, well, they're not wrong. There's not a lot to do. As, as, as a child, there's right. not a lot to do. I can drive around for hours every weekend and look at all the same stuff. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the uh, incredibly rural area, so you'll find no sympathy with me. We used to, we used to like, drive 45 minutes to, like, steal a bowling ball from the nearest town's bowling alley and oh. throw it off a bridge. Like, that's what we did on Fridays. I'm not kidding. This is not... This does not sound much different than what happens here. Well, you got Petaluma really close. You got Santa Rosa pretty close. But Santa Rosa is not close. <laughs> no, it really is. I've isn't. driven to Santa Rosa it takes once, a long time. and I never want to do that again. Yeah. I mean, my hometown, there was fewer people than students at this high school. Oh, great. Yeah. I mean, when Even you... Even just the high school feels small. <laughs> like, like, when you would start, if you wanted to date somebody, I always, I always make this joke, so I apologize if anybody's heard it before. But if you wanted to date somebody, you had to check your family tree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you're like, if it's past a second cousin, like, let's we can't we can't date. What state did you grow up in? California. Okay, you, sure. you ever been to Yosemite National Park? Yeah, I almost died there. What? <laughs> Where? Uh, Half Dome. Like going up the cables? Oh no! After after we were done hiking up Half Dome, like my body just went. This is Ooh. not good for you, and went into shock. Oh and I was God. freak, and I still had a six mile hike. Did search and rescue come get you, or did you make it down on your no, own? No, I made it down. Oh, man. I was with a group of people. It was my Boy Scout. This is not relevant. <laughs> you can cut this out. But, like, so my hometown is called Mariposa, and it's, like, right before you get into Yosemite. Okay. You know? And so it's beautiful. I've probably, I've probably seen You've it. You've driven through it. It's, yeah. like, there's, like, few hotels, few restaurants. Okay. You know? I, I've definitely probably been there at least once. Yeah. Like, just before a trip or after a trip getting food. Right. And then... It's an hour to the nearest movie theater. So it's all. Big oof. <laughs> Big oof. So anyway, um, th- the whole point of this is we were talking about how there's not a lot to do. And I think people are really interested um, in the social media accounts showing the fights. Yeah. And so you want to encourage that behavior. It's incentivized yeah. because you get views and clout, which is what old people say for what you know kids like to get on social media. We say that too. Think clout. Thank God. <laughs> I, don't I know. thought that was just a young people thing. Oh, okay. Well, sometimes I say young people things, and they were young people things like two days ago. And then I just get, everybody's just like, I can't believe you said that to me. That's well, what, some, what are some, my parents just learned what lit means. Yeah. My mom still says the bomb. That's not, that's kind of timeless though. Well, things are bomb, but if you say da bomb, you're either referring to yeah, NFL, but NFL blitz or. <laughs> you kind of. <laughs> You kind of have to cut some slack for adults. Yeah, I feel like because like thank you. It's we need slack. Yeah, I have two tiny kids and they keep me up. So I'm just I'm trying to t- stay up. I said Bay the other day, unironically. And, oh, that's uh, that, no, that's not good. Yeah, they ran me out. Man. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, stuff like that, you know, and some stuff I just can't bring myself to say. Like when people say, "Oh, I'm going to spill the tea," like I can't. I can't. That's do not that. really. Well. You know, that's a whole cultural thing. Is it? Tea with, is, it's a Twitter culture thing, yeah? I would say it's more, well, yeah, it's big on Twitter, but like, usually like LGBTQ communities, uh, at least that's where it's stemmed from. Yeah, yeah. Is it, uh, oh, that'd be, inter- be interesting to know where the origin, like, do you know where it began when somebody said, let's spill the tea on that person? No. I don't know either. I'll get back to you on that. Thank you. My brother seems to know where the origins of all that kind of stuff comes from. Oh, that's great. I'd love to know. Um, anyway, so my question to you is, do you think that 
social media is the largest aspect of what's happening? Because that's my personal belief. Yes and no. Okay. I'd Why say yes? Yes, because like what you said, like a lot, a lot of everything goes down on there. So right. like the videos will go up, people watch it, clout, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then. Why no? No, because at this point, social media is such a staple in young people's like interactions that mm -hmm. like it's not really something that admin can try and control. They just no. have to try and understand it. Right. I would. That's. I had a big conversation with my parents about the shooting threat. Right. <laughs> right. Where um, the administration did not appreciate that people were talking about it on social media. Yeah. And they saw that as a negative thing, which I understand. But also as a young person, it's like that's just kind of how we talk about things. No, it's totally true. So they kind of just have to. This we, sounds condescending, but like the admin just kind of has to get with it and try and understand. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Mr. Kelly was talking about this. He and I had a long conversation and he said it would be worth it for the district to get a PR person. Yeah. And their whole job would to be would be to interact with social media. Yeah. Because think about where the school gets killed, right? And I mean that figuratively. <laughs> the school gets killed um, on Facebook and it gets killed on... Well, Facebook's kind of a madhouse anyway. It's a total madhouse. But also... The way that most of the adult teachers see people interact with our school is on interesting stories that the Index Tribune writes about our high school. And of Index course, Tribune, I could do a whole podcast on the IT. Um, I we, cannot tell you how many times we've gotten my name wrong. Yeah, it's I'm either sure I'm they, Andre or Andy. Oh or, man, they can't get your name right. Like, think about the how delicate the situation on Friday. Like, think about how delicate you would have to handle that. Yeah. And I read the I read the articles that they had on their website. It, they weren't, they weren't bad. No, no. It was they got. I mean, I think the headline the, is problematic. I don't know what the headline was. It I was. It, it, I think school shooter was the first two oh, words great. that were used. You know, so it it kind of feeds into that mass hysteria. Yeah. Um. And also, I think kids and we see people on, in the comments of those. I mean, the comments on Facebook. The are comments on IT are worse than the comments on Facebook. It's unbelievable. Anything about social justice on the IT, uh, they, insane. Don't even look at it. I looked at one recently, and it's so funny because they were talking about the Mr. Dragon protest. And some people said some choice things about the kids who were protesting, about how they were Shocker. Um, entitled, how they were, they had nothing more to do oh, with Oh, the it. marginalized kids are entitled? Well, I mean, <laughs> Andrew, this is the crazy thing, right? It tells you those people have literally no idea who goes to the school yeah. or how the school operates. Usually when I see comments like that, it's like maybe they had a kid that went here a couple, not even a couple years ago, I'd say more than eight years ago, yeah. and they don't really understand the culture of the high school right now. No, they have no idea. And it's so obvious to me. When you say, like, I, I know the kids who are involved in a lot of these things and they are not remotely how they're being described by yeah. these commenters. Yeah. So I think that's really disappointing. Um, and I would really love, in particular, if the IT and the community at large could get a better sense of who our student body is yeah. and, um, and also the challenges that we face here. Because we're effectively, if you think about Sonoma, Sonoma is a, um, an incredibly divided town and valley. Do you know what I'm saying? What? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. We're allowed to exist. Petaluma's the same way. My um, my father-in-law comes to Petaluma. He's from Min Minnesota, Minneapolis area. And he goes, this is the widest place I've ever seen. 
Yeah. Petaluma. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you went to certain parts of Sonoma, you would say the same thing. But we know that's not the case. We know that's not how the demographics break down. Yeah. So the one place where we force integration here is at the high school. Yeah. And that's what makes it so unique and so valuable. And I really wish more people realized it. And it's impossible. Um, it's impossible to describe. You have to be here to understand it. Yeah. And we still we still have two schools effectively. I mean, do you feel that way? Like, oh, yeah, I get like there's different, not, I, not set, like, I don't know what the word, you, you described it. Right, right. You, you, and I think part of it is through academic tracking. You see it, you have your AP set and you have your CP set yeah. and never the two shall meet. Sometimes <laughs> they, they, they do in certain do classes. Certain, like there are people that are, this is very like specific, Yeah. but there's people in your class that I'm in that are also in like AP classes that I'm in. Senior year's weird, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> a lot of people are like, ah, just what's the easiest route out of here? Yeah, Tyranny looks I wish good. I did that. <laughs> hey, man, I've, I've been stoked that you've been in my class last semester, even though you're not really in my class, but you um, get to hang out. Well, I've learned a lot, yeah. and I, good. I get to soak up the information you're giving to your econ class. <laughs> By osmosis. Yeah. The, even though they, they put up barriers against it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're putting out the right information. It does, it's yeah. up to the other people to... We absorb have, it. Yeah, I mean that's it's always hard. Like you you anyway. <laughs> how this relates to the fights, we do have these we have these competing schools and it's so funny because some of the people who will comment like, look how entitled these kids are, will always talk about this really like sketchy ghetto element that are fighting in the schools. And yeah. it's always coded racial language. Like always. What I know people I've are racist. <laughs> no, yeah. That's the away. other thing is that the at, at least the commenters and Facebook posters uh, don't understand like what you've been saying, what the school is like right now. Yeah. And they obviously like, I'm just going to say it explicitly. They think it's always the Mexican kids that are doing bad things. So it's very clear that they've never interacted with any of the Mexican kids that totally go to the clear. school or yeah. probably any Mexican person ever. Right. I mean, it's a huge, huge issue and it's always like coded language. Yeah. That you have to, you, you see. And, and honestly, think about that. You comment that the school, the kids are super entitled and they're social justice warriors because they have nothing but money and time. But and they're also super hoodlums. hoodlums or ghetto or whatever. You know what that's called? It's called cognitive dissonance. Yeah. You're holding two opinions that <laughs> don't, match. don't match at the same time. Yeah. So it's just whatever serves you best at the moment that you're going to use. It's really rough. And you've got two loaded guns. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and anyway. I guess we're probably running out of time, but, yeah. but I want to I leave it with this, that the high school, Sonoma Valley High, is a super valuable place because it's where those two parts come together. And it's difficult, and it's messy, and it's ugly, but it's super valuable. And um, I, wish, I wish people in the community, hopefully they all listen to your podcast, will come see what they we're... They don't. <laughs> a couple do. I know my parents do. Aww. And my cousins. Well, I guess. You, you know, your cousins and your parents probably know what's going on here already. Yeah. But um, this is a special place. And I think the, the fights to me, the biggest problem with them have been is that they change the public perception of what a special place is. Right. And, and it's hard to deal with as a professional who works here. So that's why we're all being super punitive and admins being super brutal. And unfortunately, you're totally right. Like, if we treat kids like they're... I'm just like, if we yeah, treat, no, I'm just checking the time. If we treat kids like they're criminals, they're going to act like it. But yeah, it's hard. We just got to nip this thing in the bud as fast as possible. Yeah. It's not know. easy to deal with. 
and sometimes it happens in the wrong way, but mm. at least they're trying, I guess. Yeah. We'll, we'll never get it right, man. That's, no. That's the thing about being Sometimes over. you might get it a little bit right. Yeah, yeah. And we're trying. And you've got um, an administration in place who's very student-centric. And right. I think they're going to, they're really trying to make things happen. I mean. They'll figure it out. <laughs> Eventually. No, they won't. <laughs> well, I, I'm I mean, going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that eventually some good will come out of this. It might not be good right now, yeah. but like this is the beginning of a process Hopefully. For, for this new admin to yeah. figure this campus out and how we all interact with each other and our relationship with admin. Hopefully it improves. Yeah. And I think we got people who are willing to listen, which is the first step. Yeah. You know? And once you're over 30, you'll never understand teenagers anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? It's well, like, no, because I'm not 30 yet, but I'll get back to you in 15 years. Do you know, it's just like, it's like 1984, like East Asia is always at war with West Europe or whatever. If you're over 30, you've lost the cultural zeitgeist, you know? Teenagers have it, we've lost it, but we're going to try to meet you in the middle. Hopefully we do that. Well, as long as that attitude is held throughout admin, I think it'll be uh, smoother going forward. Hopefully. So. Good deal, Andrew. Yeah. All right. Thank you for coming on. It was my pleasure, sir. And for the listeners, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week for our March Madness episode. Goodbye.